all my days. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Beats. This week's episode brought to you by Quarantine. Again, we're still, well, although, although, Brendan, uh, uh, this, of course, Nick Baumgartner here with Brendan Quinn. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh, we learned today, Brendan, that uh, we can have uh, gatherings of 10 or fewer people. Are you? Uh, How know? about two or more? Because if it's two Are or you? more, we can do this in person again. Uh, yeah, as long as we're across the room, I, I would think, right, from each other. Is that, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Is that legal? Well, it's not legal yet. I think it's legal uh, here in a couple of days. So, uh you know, we'll see how it goes. How are you, how are you doing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've I've heard that you've been doing some manscaping. Yeah, you can come on over, Eddie. No. <laughs> <laughs> just we're just selling them here uh, on the show. I don't I don't have one yet. Although I did ask, I should have asked Mike where our uh, swag is get from. Some samples. The it's manscape good. people. Uh, <laughs> Got to read those ads. We should get some samples for credit. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, today on uh, today's show, uh, we've got a pretty cool one, or at least uh, we think so. Anyway, we've got uh, our first. With just Brennan and I uh, rewatch. You excited for this? I, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah. So a little bit like we did with uh, Derek Walton, but we don't have a player from the game, so we just have the two of us chatting. Uh, yeah. Which you know we'll see how it goes. Uh, the one we picked, and, I, and of course I think this is something that we put out right when this whole thing kind of started, and maybe even when the podcast started, was if anybody had any games like that, Michigan, Michigan State, you know one or the other or them playing each other that you wanted us to maybe go back and check out and watch and, and talk about on the show here. We could do that. Um, but that's what we picked for today actually was the 1999 yeah. uh, Michigan, Michigan state uh, just the regular season game there. 1999, it was Michigan number three, five and O Michigan state number 11, five and O um, for my money, Brennan, and I sent you a bunch of notes and things about this game. Um, you may have you watched. By, you did by far your most homework. You, yeah, yeah, for yeah. a podcast in, in our <laughs> many years of doing this together. You, you actually uh, gave a shit about this. I'm you, you, you may, <laughs> you may have watched this from Philadelphia as a kid. If you were watching college football at the time, it was probably a national game right. because this is, um, for my money, like in the last thirty. 40 years, probably somewhere in there, unless someone can come up with other, another one that I just don't know about. This is like the best of the best of both worlds for both teams here. These are like Michigan is absolutely loaded and Michigan state. This is Saban's last year at Michigan state and they are loaded. I mean, I sent you the, did, do you, do you have any memory of watching this at all? And if you don't, were you taken aback at all? I should say by any of the uh, stuff I sent there. About Zero. I have zero recollection of this. All right, good. I, I read the notes that you sent. So to give people a preface here, I will be watching this basically for the first time. Yeah. Um, I went through what you said. I am like almost appalled by the level of talent so in this good. game. Uh, I would have been a – so this is October of 99. So yeah. fall of my junior year in high school. Yeah, it sounds right. Something um, like that. I may have watched it. I just don't yeah. remember it at all. Um, it was also, what, a Saturday afternoon? Saturday evening? afternoon, so you might have been doing other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably but, nothing cool yeah, at all. Right. But <laughs> In any event, so like I said, this is this, to set the stage here. We'll sort of set the stage for this game. Uh, I went back and found some stuff that was written at the time. Um, and then we'll watch quarters one and four. Um, yeah. 
And so we'll set the stage for both sides here. So uh, we'll start with uh, Michigan State. So, of course, anyone who watched this game knows uh, this is a Michigan State win, 34-31. The, the, the main highlight here was uh, Plexico Burris with two, 255 receiving yards. Just, I mean, that was when the country figured out who Plexico Burris was that day. Um, Bill Burke, the Michigan State quarterback at the time, uh, threw for 400 yards. Uh, and this was also, you know, a Tom Brady, Drew Henson game. And this was the probably, I, I should have looked this up. This may have been the last one, Brennan. This may have been the last, I think after this, they may have said, we should probably just start Tom Brady for the love of God mm-hmm. and go forward from there. But like to set the stage for both sides here. Okay. So Michigan state, this is the best team Saban had at Michigan state. This is it. This is the, this is the one I was there for however many years he was there. This is right. the up team. This is the best one they've got. Um, and I think Lloyd Carr even says it at some point. It's the best one that he saw for Michigan state since somewhere in the eighties. Uh, seven guys in the draft, the following spring for Michigan state, you got Plexico Burris and Julian Peterson were both first round picks. Uh, Gary Scott, receiver, who was really good, fourth-round pick. Greg Randall, uh, offensive lineman, was a fourth-round pick. Eric Morris, uh, safety everybody remembers, fifth-rounder. Paul Edinger, the kicker, who played in the NFL for, I think, a long time, was a sixth-round pick. And then Robert Smith, who was really, really good himself, uh, also a sixth-round pick. That team also had T.J. Duckett as a freshman. Mm-hmm. I don't believe T.J. played. Maybe he did, but I don't think he did in this game. Maybe he didn't play much. At least I don't remember. Uh, Ronaldo Hill, uh, also a, a big-time player. Chris Baker, big-time player. And then Bill Burke, um, of course, as well. So, I mean, in terms of talent, this is where, you know, not only did you see the best that Nick Saban's, you know, sort of crop had to offer, but this is where we probably started to see college coach Nick Saban start to find his stride a little bit, I would think, right around here. He leaves here, goes to LSU, wins a national title within three years. I mean, this is – Yeah, and you could see um, the – I mean, you could see the talent mm-hmm. accumulated that – by his recruiting, um, the, uh, the, the, the pregame quotes are yeah. my, are my favorite. I like yeah. the, uh, the writing on the wall there from Lloyd Carr talking about, uh, them being Michigan state being as talented as he could remember. Yeah. But uh, I think they kind of like skirted around the fact that this was just a matchup nightmare because Michigan they had, no, had yeah. like two, five, 11 cornerbacks, and then Plaxico was just a monster who was just going to yeah, right. basically just go up and get anything you put in his area. So we get to that point. At the, on, on cars, I believe it would have been his Monday press conference. He says, you know, I can say, here's the quote, I can say clear cut, this is the best Michigan State football team since 1987, uh, which was the Rose Bowl team. Uh, says they don't have any weaknesses. Uh, Michigan had, you know, when you read between the lines here, if you, it's interesting when we go back and read – through sort of the coverage at the time. And a lot of these I'm getting are from the free press, um, some from the Detroit news, but uh, yeah. anything archived in newspapers.com. And you can sort of see. Um, Harbor news needs to get on. Yeah. They don't have it on there. It's annoying. Yeah. yeah they don't ahead. have that on there. That'd be, that'd be even better, but you can sort of see, you know, knowing how, you know, we know how coaches think now, right. We know how the, we know what's going on in their mind. Yeah. And you can sort of see some of the stuff that Lloyd Carr's talking about earlier in that week. And you could kind of tell, that he's like, oh shit! Like this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a battle. And and Michigan was lo- really really good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they and we'll get to that in a second. But I mean, Todd Howard, who was a pretty good corner, is five ten. Uh, James Whitley, who was a, a talented college player as well, five eleven. Uh, Plaxico Burris, six six, two hundred and thirty pound grown ass <laughs> man, should have been playing in the NFL probably at this point. And Lloyd Carr knows probably <laughs> right when the thing starts. Right, we have no chance. Yeah. David David Terrell who was a wide receiver who eventually becomes a first round pick a couple years later, uh, had to play corner in this game because he's six, three 
and he's the only physical chance they had. He played, you're, you're tall and fast. Go see if you can do something about see this See what you situation. can do. I like it. Yeah. That's like and, the kind of coaching I would do. Right. <laughs> and uh, obviously it didn't work out, but uh, <laughs> that's the kind of coaching I would do. You're tall and fast. Go see if you can cover this guy. <laughs> stand in front of that other tall, fast guy. Who's like the best player on the field probably today, right. at least the most, you know, he's ready to roll anyway. And then Lloyd's quote, if we don't run the ball with effectiveness, uh, we're going to have a really difficult time winning. And when he says that, to me, that means if we don't run the ball and chew the clock and keep Plaxico, Plaxico Burris's ass on the bench, we're in trouble because I don't think we're going to be able to do much with him. If we can't, you know, get to the quarterback and or control the clock, we're, we, we've got some problems, um, which they uh, – yes, they had some problems. 255 yards, whatever it was there, that's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, Michigan's roster at the time. So this is two years removed from Michigan's national title season, the 97 year. Uh, and I, for my money, this is probably like, you know, of course I don't know what recruiting was like in the seventies. I don't know what, what it was like even in the you know early to mid eighties, but I do know that college football was not the same sport as it mm-hmm. was toward the end of the nineties. And certainly in the two thousands in terms of competition that you had for recruiting. This is this is probably the best, the highest level of recruiting Michigan had, you know, at any point, and certainly in Lloyd Carr's tenure and post then, and then probably for the previous, I don't know, probably 10 years. I mean, they've got, this is just, they've got six guys who went to the draft the next spring. Uh, most all of them were, were, were toward the top. Ian Gold, Aaron Shade, Josh, I'm sorry, that was the, the year after that. So that was, I'm reading this wrong. I'm reading my own note. Yeah, so. Ian Gold, Aaron Shea, sorry, Josh Williams, Dehoney Jones, Tom Brady, Rob Renus all get drafted. Uh, the following year, they have three first-round picks. Uh, Steve Hutchinson, who's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady, by the way, also in the Hall of Fame, or will be, right? I mean, we, we can just cross that one off. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Jeff Backus was a first-round pick. David Terrell, we mentioned him, first-round pick. Anthony Thomas was a second-round pick. And then uh, Mo Williams, an offensive lineman, also a second-round pick. And then you've got Drew Henson, the uh, the glory freshman quarterback on the bench. I mean, so in terms of talent, this is – we get asked all the time, you know, with this Michigan-Michigan State stuff, you know, is there room for both? Can both teams have great rosters and everything else? And, you know, I always say evidence tells us that we just haven't seen too many examples of right. a Michigan-Michigan State game like this, but this is it right here. I mean, this is one of the best ones that I can think of. Let's start it. You want to go? I'm ready. Want to get in, Do you want to? Have, do you want to get into? I do want to get into one more thing here before we go. Okay, because I I love the quotes that you've accumulated. I figure we can sprinkle them in as we go yeah. here. But I, I want to set a little bit of a stage here um, on the Michigan side. Okay, this was a, this is something that uh, Mike Rosenberg wrote in the Free Press. Okay, <laughs> by the way, so I'm walking. Uh, I go and get some uh, wings yesterday from yeah. a neighborhood guy who's selling wings. Out of his driveway. Oh, what? Uh, walk over. <laughs> what? Oh, Sorry, hang on. Time out. What? <laughs> you got a guy down the road selling wings in his driveway? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. There so, you go. He, he does it on Wednesdays. You got to get him in early. Oh, wow. awesome. pay, pay on Venmo. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he sold 125 orders in 15 minutes yesterday <laughs> when he opened opened it up. So, he got like a pit back there or something that he's, he's, uh, he's smoking them or whatever? Smoking them. I don't know. There you go. Cool. He, he, he's done, he does work at... Well, he used to work at like homes and other places like that. But oh, nice. Whatever. He's a friend. So, but I'm walking back mm-hmm. and what do I see out in front of his house? Mike mm-hmm. Rosenberg out chipping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> chipping golf balls. There you go. <laughs> so I stopped, said hello. We chatted, quarantine catch up. 
right there on the road. Did you tell him that we would be uh, taking taking some quotes from his past work here? I didn't. I didn't. I did not. I hadn't gone through your notes yet. We were catching up on the. Oh, gotcha. We run into each other often on PGA Tour coverage. Yeah, and uh, we're both clearly not covering the PGA Tour right now. So So Mike was was just chipping golf balls into the street, or what? What was he doing? The, the wife and three kids inside the house, him just standing in his little front lawn, <laughs> chipping golf balls. Tremendous. You all know the feeling. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can sympathize with you on that. So shout out to Rosenberg. So anyway, so at the time here, and this is a really good you know, column that Mike wrote, because it sets a stage that I think still sort of holds up today in terms of the mm-hmm. Michigan side. Michigan State, of course, they're, they're riding high. You know, this is like Saban's program's finally, you know what I mean? What, you got something there? And from, from something that I read, it seemed like – there were high hopes for the Michigan state season, but they were already, yeah. they were already well beyond expectations at this point. I mean, this was big time. I mean, this is their yeah. five and zero. they're number 11 in the country and they're playing, you know, they're hosting because it's at Michigan state, you know, hosting number three, Michigan, who is a legit national title contender, also five and zero, and has everything. So you win this game and, you know, all of a sudden for Michigan state at the time, you're entering territory that you're just like, I don't even know what to think now. We're right. six and zero. we've beaten Michigan. Uh, like, what the hell? What now? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, right. it's a different world. So it's almost probably surreal for a lot of folks who might've been there, but from the Michigan side here, so Michigan enters this game, you know, from since the beginning of 97 through this point in 99, Michigan was 27 and three uh, over their past 30 <laughs> games. They're 27 and three. This is as good of a post Schimbeckler early seventies, whatever era as it ever got. Okay. Mm-hmm. For Michigan football, the previous best stretch is 26, one and three, from uh, 73 to 75, so early on in Schimbeckler's tenure when he had him rolling. But this, but this myth or notion that Michigan just always was just rocking and rolling all the time, it's not true. I mean, 27-3 and three is really, really good, but this is it. This is, they're in the heart of it here. They're playing outstanding football. They're beating everybody. They're beating everybody all the time. Uh, and then Mike's story, of course, is written about how basically – uh, the fans have been like, well, you know, what, what about those three? You won 27 and three, but what the hell's going on? I mean, here's a quote that here's a quote from Mike's something Mike wrote. Okay. For all his popularity and all his success, uh, Schimbeckler's re- reputation always came with one unwanted tag, both Schimbeckler, that is, uh, he never won a national title. Lloyd Carr has already won a national title, but many Michigan fans still have one problem with him. He's not Schimbeckler. And it's like, you're incredible. And then there's a quote in here from Tom Brady trying to defend Michigan's play <laughs> over the previous 30 games because fans, you know, are like, and I don't think it was a unanimous situation, but fans were getting frustrated, it seems, from reading some of the stuff at the time that, you know, a team like, why isn't Michigan on this national title stage? Why, why are they always right. losing one or two games? And it's still something that we hear about today, even more so now in, in, a, in a social media era, but it's just fascinating you know, there is no social media in 1999. Mike's just, I mean, this is from talking to people, knowing people, and it's still the same sentiment. And it's just this crazy thing. Talk talk radio and newspaper columns is basically what you had. And it's this crazy thing, right? Because it's like, we still hear this stuff today where it's like your your realistic expectations for the program. You can go back and look at records throughout the last 60 years, and you can find what should be a realistic expectation for Mm -hmm. Michigan's football program. 27 and three over a 30 game stretch is not it that is exceeded over any expectation that you should have. But yet here we are in 1999 and it seems all this pressure is on Michigan's team to be like, well, 27 and three out of 30 is, uh, 
it's okay, I guess. But, uh, you know, I think anybody would take that now. But I don't know. I find it interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm trying, I was trying to think of, like, other coaches yeah. who would kind of fit, you know, that description who just kept doing their thing but were just held up to a, a certainly, like, mythological-type predecessor. Yeah. Um, can you think of any? No, and I think that uh, – no, I can't. I mean, I'm sure there are, but this that's always been the one for me. I remember it when I was younger, and, and you know, you watch these games. I remember watching this game because I remember Michigan State was great. Michigan was great, and it was like, well, this is a great game. But I remember at the time, you, you sort of – I was probably a little still too young on the um, – when the molar thing happened to really sort of uh, – grasp all that but you know as I kind of grew up Lloyd Carr was Michigan's coach and the more I thought about it the more I was like why do I always hear about Bo Schimbeckler when this guy who is currently the coach uh is constantly deferring to Bo Schimbeckler in every interview right um has already won a national title by the way at this point I mean and he always being respectful of course as a guy built the program everything else I'm not saying that you should take anything away from him (laughs) you know Schimbeckler retires and in what 89 and you know he kept an office in the in the football building he was yeah. there all the yeah. time and I, and I think that those coaches you probably asked Lloyd Carr he would say I wanted him there because you know I'd go down the hall I can bounce something off him but you know he did a lot of media interviews he talked to people all the time and I don't think it was ever I don't think it was ever deliberate I wouldn't guess I don't know I wasn't there but I think that that shadow was just this massive thing and then it gets you know built into this myth that sometimes right. misremembered and it's right. like, it's, it's, it's not what you maybe thought it was. It was good, great, but not maybe what you thought it was. So the only one that I really came up with was, that stuck out, was Tubby Smith at Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, he had some yeah. other issues that were going on there that weren't cool uh, that he had to deal with, but yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but I, I mean, he won a national championship. He went to three Elite Eights. He mm-hmm. won a 70, like, six or 78 percent of his games or something like that yeah um but he wasn't rick patino and he certainly wasn't adolph rupp and no probably no. didn't help that he was a black guy but and and it's coaching in lexington kentucky that's, but, yeah, that, that's you know. what i was referring to <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> and they ran his ass out of there on a rail yeah, yeah. exactly uh, um, you can just say that on this podcast i think Nick. i don't think we have to show yeah yeah but it's for like folks, for folks in kentucky but I don't think anybody was like trying to run Lloyd Carr out of town necessarily in okay. in the late nineties. I don't think that was the case, but there was just a lot of frustration. It seemed like, um, uh, but probably because they were so good, you know, and they didn't finish. Maybe they, they won that one national title. People got a taste of it. And then it was just like, well, now what, you know, I mean, you know, people, people talk all the time about if there was social media around at the time when John Navarre was Michigan's quarterback, I mean, by God, the guy would have had to, you know, throw all of his computers and phones in the trash. He would have gotten, you know, because he was a starter for what, three years and folks criticized him, but it's like, and you know, the one thing I try to remember too sometimes is I don't know what it was like, you know, in like, let's say like 84 or something like that. One of those years where maybe Schimbeckler's, I think there's one year in there where he has like a six and six season. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fan base, I don't know, maybe, maybe they got up in arms then too. You know, I don't know that. I mean, I, you know, obviously we were, we were not of age to have any idea what was going on then. But I mean, that's what I think about these all things all the time. And we hear, you know, well, it's social media that, that gets people worked up. It's not anything else. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that that's just yeah. something that now these people who've been doing, having these complaints for 40 years have a chance to voice them, but uh, neither here nor there. The, uh, 
Newspapers.com, though, you want to take a second here to appreciate some of the sports sections that were uh, oh, my God. being put together back in the late 90s? My God. Let's, let's do, let's do that at halftime. All right, halftime. Let's, okay. I'm going to start this game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, very, I'm legitimately excited to watch Do you have it pulled up, or do I need to pull it up here? No, we're, we're using your screen share. So let's hit pause, right. and you can get this ready. Okay, uh, go. Uh, my uh, poor preparation has us uh, behind here, but here we go. 1999 Michigan, Michigan State. We got Mike Golick on the call. You like this? Mike Golick? Yeah, th- I think this was. I'm not sure who the other guy is. Hey, which one was on the Eagles as the offensive lineman? Was it him or, or his brother? Bob Golick was on. Uh, I think it was Bob. Say by the bell, the college years, and I, be- <laughs> I believe. He Wait, was- or maybe it was Mike. No, was- Mike was Mike was an Eagle. Um, Mike was an Eagle. Yeah, he was a defensive lineman. See, he looks like Brady Hoke, doesn't he? That's right. So he was yeah. a defensive – was he opposite Reggie White? I think he was opposite Reggie White for a couple of years. Um, With, like, yeah, maybe, maybe Clyde Simmons as a tackle. Yeah. Jerome Brown, maybe that yeah. era. Yeah. There. Yeah. Just badasses, but yeah. – And we got uh, Spartan Stadium there looking pretty familiar. Looks right. about the same, exactly so, the same. <laughs> Nick, what, what's, what should people search on YouTube if they want to watch this around or watch, uh, watch this with us? Yeah, so 1999, Michigan, Michigan State. Um, I found it in its entirety. We're not going to watch the whole thing. Two hours, 45 minutes. CMB7686. If you just type in 1999, Michigan State, Michigan football, it'll show up. And it's the full game. Two hours, 45 minutes. You can pull it up on YouTube. Uh, we just started it. So we're going to watch the first quarter and the fourth quarter. There was Saban, of course. Lloyd yep. Carr. Uh, and we've, uh, we are just starting out here. So anyone who's now catching up. What's the minute mark here, Nick? Uh, we are at 2.06. All right. So uh, hop just off, about the kickoff. Hop aboard. Uh, we are starting now. I like the, the real battle in this game, Nick, mm-hmm. is Michigan State wearing Reebok. Yeah. And Michigan going with the Nike. With obviously. the old swoosh. Yep. The old swoosh. Yep. Yeah. Back, back when Reebok was a, a player. Did you see the Jordan episode where he was like, I always liked, uh, what was it, Adidas? And he was like, but, but they were idiots. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching this. I'm like, is somebody at Adidas right now? Like, well, I'm jumping off my roof. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? And then you think about Reebok. Like, at the time, I mean, they had it cooking. They had the pumps. They had the pumps. This, they, had, they had Allen Iverson coming in a year or two mm-hmm. about the sign as the answer. So kind of a big deal at the time. Big Look, time. At, that. Look at that AstroTurf. Now, that is different. So Spartan Stadium doesn't have the press box the same as it right. does now. And then the turf, of course, uh, is AstroTurf, the old cement with the carpet on it, which is not fun. There's the old – Starting there's... lineups are sponsored by Chili's. I like that. <laughs> Chili's is still going. <laughs> so got Greg Randall in there, Chris Baker. He's playing Gary Scott. There's Plexico Burris. Plexico Burris, I believe, uh, at Virginia Beach. He went to a military school out there. There's somebody like – Jameel Hill actually wrote a story about that that week. Okay. Um, uh, detailing Plexico having to wake up at five in the morning and shine, uh, uh, you know, shine his own shoes or whatever before he goes out to. And he was kind of having a he was kind of having a shitty start to the season. Right? Yeah, he had a bunch of drops, um, and it, and it wasn't going well. I think that somebody said he, had, or I think somebody wrote in there that he had as many drops as he did touchdown catches, and the number was really low. I think the previous week he broke out, and so this game was sort of the one everybody was kind of thinking maybe he'll really break out because I think the previous week he finally got off the off the ground a little bit and started to uh, pick it up. And then still, of course, Michigan, a bunch of these guys played on that national title team. Some of those guys right. were so young um, in 97. They were still there in 99. Uh, as that 97 team, people forget about that. They were a pretty young 
youngish football team um, overall. So a lot of these guys are familiar from that era as well. And here we go. Bill Burke, like Chris Baker in motion there and uh, first pass the game. So, I mean, this is <laughs> one of those things too, where I think going into the game, a lot of the talk was, you know, Michigan with Saban anyway, it was Michigan's defense has been so good. We have no answer for anything they can do, but you know, we do have this one guy who is, kind of a badass and I don't think they can handle him. Charles Woodson is uh, not walking through the door here today. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, probably the takeaway in this one. It is just wild watching this all these years later, later yeah. when seeing Nick Saban before becoming this kind of like mythological figure in the game, you know, he's just, yeah, I know. I, I, I wonder oftentimes do younger people, younger fans of college football, you know, you don't have to be that young. Do, do they right. really remember that, you know, you had right here, you had two, I mean, you had Nick Saban, arguably the greatest college football coach that's ever lived uh, in, in this modern era anyway. And then you had Lloyd Carr, who's a Hall of Famer. I mean, right. So you had both of them, you know, right here. I don't know. Sometimes I think that gets lost on people a little bit. And but the, uh, I'm assuming the, the rivalry was just fully toxic and, Oh yeah, I mean it's always been toxic. Just pure, pure venom already. But this is the at this time, right? And this is one of those weird times. Maybe not weird is the wrong word, but one of those rarer times in this era where, like, the game wasn't just well. Let's see if Michigan State can go ruin Michigan's season. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was like the winner of this game. I think Michigan State ended up going to the Citrus Bowl. They lost a couple, but like the winner of this game conceivably, you know, could have been in the driver's seat for the Big Ten. They could have been in the national title picture. Michigan certainly would have been the national title picture. They were number three in the country. Right. Uh, this is a number 11 team. So this is like, you know, for the first time, like, you know, Lloyd Carr said it since 87, you know, the first time this game probably really was something big time. Look at the sh- offensive line. <laughs> My God, this is ridiculous. Okay. Hutchinson is a hall of famer. Backus, Hutchinson and Backus are playing next to each other. They're back, I think they went back to back in the first round the next year. Like, what, what, what the hell? <laughs> so that's talent. Uh, if you're ever wondering what that looks like, and you got Tom Brady and Anthony Thomas starting together. This was so the Henson Brady thing. I don't know how familiar you are with this. Relatively, but only from living here and just hearing people yeah. still so talk about it. And the Michigan reclaiming Brady as yeah, it's own. a uh, sales point. <laughs> so. They enter the season, and Drew Henson's the most talented quarterback as a high school prospect that Michigan had signed, whatever. I mean, I think Lloyd Carr, I pulled the quote, he said it at some point, is is the best young quarterback or whatever for his age that I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, certainly pressure to play the guy, you know, you had to play him. But what they kind of came up with was Tom Brady's going to start the first quarter, Drew Henson's going to start the second quarter, and at halftime – they're going to gather and decide who starts the third quarter. And it's like, and I'm sure at the time, (laughs) you know, you hear this and maybe, maybe people did think what, what? Yeah. You know, but you hear that back now and you're just like, wait a minute, wait wait a a minute. With the scouting report. There you go. Tom Tom Brady's strengths, poise, confidence, accuracy, weakness, mobility. And uh, (laughs) 20 years later, (laughs) I think I, think we can Boys, say the same thing. I would add under weaknesses, I would add under weaknesses, catching the ball wide open in the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> so why didn't they just write, 
he's good at everything, but he's a terrible athlete. Like, why didn't they just yeah, put right. that on there? It was like all of those other things that don't really do anything <laughs> or whatever. And then, you know, he's slow is the weakness or whatever. It's just like, but that was like, I guess that was the bad. But it's also who gives probably. a shit. You got Steve Hutchinson blocking for you. You could probably right, just take yeah. on five guys by himself, right? Give yeah. you all the time you need. And you got Thomas back there, who's just a load. Anthony Thomas. I don't even know if he's a – he might have been a senior at this point. Maybe he was a junior. I've already seen lots of frosted tips between yeah, the crowd and the sideline. This is 1992, 1992 to the uh, – We are rapidly like a lot of, approaching Y2K here uh, in yeah. 1999. Looks like a lot of, like, Seth Green's in the stand. Remember that, dude? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pro wrestling fans uh, in, the, in the crowd. Where was where was young Nick Baumgartner on this? I watched this, this game. I wasn't there, of course. Um, I watched the game. I remember watching the game. I don't. I've never watched it at a friend's house. I was old enough. I was in high school. Sure. Would you I have already probably you, driving by then? I think I had a car, or I was yeah. had my license anyway. What was your That's first right. car? My first car was a was a light blue. Oh my god, this thing was a piece of shit. It was a light blue uh, Geo Prism. Actually, oh. I it wasn't a piece of shit. It was actually in pretty good condition when I got it. It became a piece of shit after I had it for about six months. But yeah, it was a real, uh, just a gem of a car. It ran on like batteries, I think, and maybe some gas. Solid. I also had a light blue car. It was a uh, 87 Subaru hatchback station wagon. Oh, shit. There you go. Upon becoming mine, also destroyed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cigarette burns in the back seats. And the window doesn't work. Oh, yeah. The window, yeah. The window stopped working after like six months for some reason. My folks got a, uh, got a, then replaced it with a Corolla like a year later. <laughs> and I went into school one day uh, to the prep and stopped at a uh, Rite Aid or something for a newspaper for the Philadelphia Daily News because it didn't get delivered. Yeah. And uh, pulled, this was literally like the second day driving it, pulled out of a, uh, just whipped out of a, parking spot in reverse full speed because I was late for school and just <laughs> drilled some lady in her car, not an actual person, <laughs> drilled her car. And oh, I was late for school. But Yeah, okay. yeah. My brother did that, I think, uh, with his first car. I think he had it for a week and then wrecked it. <laughs> Sorry to put him on blast here on the show, but uh, <laughs> this is the late 90s. Things were happening at the time. A lot of things were happening. Yeah, as we see. This, I think This podcast, also a growing of age or coming of age story. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. You can always go back and mm-hmm. look at this when we... Uh, so would you have already applied for Michigan State at this point? No, I, I was... Uh, no, I was a sophomore or junior in high school. Somewhere what year did you graduate? Oh, one. Yeah, same. So, so you would have been junior, a junior. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so the Spartans are at midfield here. It's nothing, nothing, 11-15 left in the first quarter. Uh, but back first uh, Burris catch here. So, yeah. We Go got – do we want to get well, – let's wait until the next offensive drive to get back into the Brady and Yeah, that's fine. Because that's just insanity. Michigan um, State's moving the ball. There you go. So – Look at those shoulder pads. Jesus. Enormous. Look at the size of these things. <laughs> Old Lloyd Clemens has got the big – look at this guy. <laughs> Just a massive dude. I don't remember Lloyd Clemens. He must have been just like a fullback or a big power back or something. <laughs> no, the the big fullback pads where you're like, I hope the, I, if if they're not going to throw a pass to you because it's if it's anywhere above your chest, you can't raise your arms high enough to catch. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, there's Duckett. So he did play. So he was a freshman. Looks like he was playing quite a bit. 
He was a big son of a bitch. He was a big guy. So he was um, a big-time linebacker slash running back coming mm-hmm. out of high school. And I believe he played both ways for a minute there. Uh, maybe huh. for longer than a minute. I, can, I don't remember offhand. But I think he was a two-way guy. He was a crazy athlete back in the day. Big I, rem- dude, ran, I remember. Ran, like a, oh, ran a crazy 40-time at, at that size, too. Like, I do from – being back home, I do remember watching like Plaxico Burris, TJ Duckett, like thinking that those were two just badasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watching exactly. Michigan State on the fast ass turf that they had. This yeah. looks like a parking lot. Yeah. And see, here we go again. And now Bur- <laughs> they have no chance. Look at Burris just like looking to the sideline doing like, just give me the he, ball. He just wait. He just, <laughs> like, he just, we are five <laughs> minutes into this game and he's like, these guys, this is not going to, this is not going to go well. I mean, look how far he's 10, like, so the corner's 10 yards off the ball. Burris makes up all that speed in about two seconds and then just smokes him to the side. I mean, that's the easiest. <laughs> walked walked yeah. into that catch. <laughs> we got the guy in the Dan Leo jersey over there. You see that? He, yeah, he, Burris just did the shoulder <laughs> brush off. Like, all right. Like just, they, got, they got nothing on me. Yeah. Did you, did you see the sound guy in the Dan Marino I did. jersey on the sideline? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> when, uh, when Chris, Burke, and Craig and I watched the um, Lions-Cowboys 91 game, we did a rewatch on that one, and the fashion, the sideline fashion, was the uh, probably the best part of the entire of the entire. No, the best part of that one was the guy who had the actual starter's pistol and was shooting oh, yeah, it the on guy, the field. The, yeah. the ref did have a gun, and he shot it inside from, uh, <laughs> at, at the end of the third quarter, whatever it was. Yeah, that was also pretty good. Saw Bobby Williams there with Saban. So Charles Rogers would have been around the corner here. I, I think either either Rogers would have been. Uh, the next year, or he would have been there this year as of as in sitting out. I think it might have been the next year. Actually, I can't. My my years get messed up. Mm. But those guys will talk about how, you know, when I wrote, you know, after Charles uh, passed away, I wrote on that. And a lot of those guys will tell those stories about that played in this era anyway. Um, about how the year Rogers sat out, you know, a lot of them had seen and worked against Plexico Burris in practice. Um. And then the year Rogers set out, he just was on the scout team, just kicking their ass every single uh, game. And they were like, this guy's better than Burris. They're like, this guy, this guy is incredible. And he just, it was just like the all-time scout player, yeah. I noticed we have a, uh, we got a neck roll oh, there for number 17 on Michigan. <laughs> no idea who that is, but respect the neck roll. We got uh, Larry Foote's neck roll. A lot of neck rolls. Uh, <laughs> a lot of big, bulky elbow pads, of course. Uh, a lot of fullbacks. A lot of tight ends, a lot of giant shoulder pads. There's Clemens again. So how do – how would these teams – like, do, do you think these teams would uh, stack up fairly well with the modern uh, versions? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, if you have – if you just look at it on a talent perspective, like, neither team is, at the, is in this position currently in terms, right. of the, in terms of the NFL talent that they have on the rosters here. I mean, this is – when we just talked about with Michigan's offensive line, you've got three draft picks on it. Michigan had four draft picks this past year, but they didn't have back-to-back first rounders. Sure. And they didn't have another second round. I mean, so it's like, it's not, Michigan would probably be closer in terms of talent than Michigan state. This is, this is about as good as it was at that time. Right. Um, oh, see, Burris fell down. Do you still catch it? Almost. Um, but if we're, if we're thrown in the vicinity, he would have. Yeah. If it was, would, yeah. So you can see this is their game plan, just to get him the ball and get the hell out of the way. Uh, but still – another, another neck roll. 20. Yeah. Now, I don't know anything about this Burke. 
this Michigan State quarterback. Yeah, so he was, um, I think, a senior here at the time. Um, I read a story. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, that's off his hands. Uh, read a story at the time. Uh, he was kind of one of those guys that seemed to sort of wait his turn a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. believe, I think he was maybe a back-and-forth guy with, who else would have been around there? Uh, Todd Schultz would have been there a couple years earlier. Is that right? Todd Schultz? Am I getting that right? That's the wrong name. Anyway, so he uh, was a guy that um, was just one of those like reliable, I'll do whatever, you know, uh, I'll do what you need me to do. Uh, there was a story that week about, you know, him dealing with adversity when he was a little kid. His dad got into a big car accident and it was pretty serious and he recovered and was there. And he was just a pretty calm guy is what uh, the book on him was. Didn't get rattled. Just sort of did his thing. And then, here we go, Paul Edinger, we talked him up in the uh, pregame, and he misses a field goal. So, how about Kingston. that? College, college kickers, even back then, uh, still getting it done. Todd Schultz was the right name, by the way. So, now we'll have Michigan's offense coming up here. One of my favorite quotes that you dug up, Nick, was the one yeah. from uh, Lloyd Carr. That week, asked about the uh, – the quarterback situation, he said, uh, quote, when I have any comments to make about the quarterback situation, you'll be the second group to know. That's right. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. That's, but it's like what, what – the situation – like I understand that for Michigan at the time, this is kind of on, this is kind of just foreign ground, right? If you're Lloyd Carr, you don't know what to do necessarily because you know, you've got this kid who you know is super talented coming in, but you've also got a kid in Tom Brady who, I mean, they thought was pretty good. And they don't know what to do. And so it's like you're trying to do this halfway thing. And that was always the – we saw this in the 90s um, at other places. I, I can remember one year Ohio State rotating guys like the whole season. And it was just like at some point, it, probably past this, it became kind of one of those things where it's like that's just not going to work. It's just right. it's, it's too uncomfortable for the guys. Not that it's – you know, in theory, guys coming in and out, I think maybe wouldn't be as big a deal. But when the guy gets in the game – if he's not just like a mental powerhouse and, you know, Tom Brady, I mean, my God, I mean, he would be the example of that, but if he's not mentally tough enough to handle, if I throw one incomplete pass, my ass is coming out of this game and I'm never coming back in. And I, I can't handle that. This, you know, that's going to be a serious, serious issue. So, I mean, that's, I don't know. You always look back on these things and they're, they're kind of awkward. There's a Florida state highlight. We saw uh, Peter Warwick got suspended right around this time for the credit card fraud. Peter Warwick was a bad Peter Warwick was a bad dude. Bobby Bowden, so Bobby Bowden suspended Peter Warwick and kicked Lavernius Coles off the team for doing the same exact thing. How about that? And Lavernius Coles was an NFL player. Like he had, he was, the, he like, had the longer, he had the better NBA NFL career. Than yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Lavernius Coles was on the Jets forever. He was on yeah. the Redskins. I mean, uh, they just kicked him off the team. I, I, maybe he had a worse charge, but the story I read said. Peter Warwick and Lavernius Coles did the same thing. Peter Warwick, who's yeah, the Heisman frontrunner, was like, well, you could stay. Coles, they, knew, <laughs> they knew the, uh, um, like, a checkout person at Dillard's. Dillard's, yeah. Yeah. You know what Dillard's is? I don't think yeah. they have them in Michigan. No. It's like a, it's like a relatively – Yeah, it's like a nice did. department store. It's yeah, like Lord & Taylor. Yep. Um, so they, like, knew the checkout guy, and they just went yeah. and paid, like, $21 for 400 dollars worth of clothes and just pieced out. <laughs> And it was on camera, and the uh, all I like three, how they decided we well, got arrested. We'll just give they, you a we'll give you a twenty rather than just stealing <laughs> it. That'll make yeah, it better, right? <laughs> right. 
They, I guess they thought that if it, oh, advertiser for the water boy. Yeah. Yep, um, but I guess they thought that if there was a transaction, it would look more legit. And I think they were caught in like three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And all three uh, got misdemeanors. It reminded me of but the time. Warwick, yeah. Warwick was suspended two games uh, and still finished sixth in the Heisman. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. Did they win the title this year? Was this the Michael Vick? Uh... Season at, at Vatek. That was Vatek? So I, maybe not. Maybe it was. I can't remember. I don't know. I think that I remember Michael Vick and uh, yeah, Mike says it was. So it was the year okay. that uh, Mike Vick and Virginia Tech played Florida State uh, in the title game, and we all hmm. Florida State routed them. But that was the day we all figured out who Mike Vick was. That right. was the the um, yeah Florida State wire to wire that season number one. The uh... and Michigan's uh, roster probably would have stacked up right at some point. Sure. Michigan State too, maybe. Uh, yeah, Peter Warwick like only played a couple years for the Bengals, and then had to get a yeah, cup of coffee with the Seahawks and was out of the league. Yep, didn't work out. But Which I would not college. have bet. He was like the fourth overall pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's it always would have been curious to see what these teams would have done if they had actually gotten there. But spoiler, nothing ends up really no, going no, probably no. as as planned. Michigan no. loses to what Illinois the next week after this. Yeah, I think this one probably hurt them. I mean, this one seemed to rattle them a little bit because, you know, they were such a good team. And you saw these first two drives, Brady, two, three and outs. I mean, it it hasn't, you know what I mean? Michigan State's defending really well. And I think this game probably, this was a really mentally strong era for Michigan football. I mean, you saw it by that 27 and three. You know, a lot of these guys, you listen to these quotes from back then, and it's it's all about, you know, we're just trying to win the game. We don't give Mm -hmm. a shit about anything else. And it was genuine. You'd You'd see how they play on the field. And I think this one probably... Probably bothered them, you know, quite a bit because you can see that they dipped a little bit because they still had a chance probably that season to kind of circle the wagons and see what happened. But, you know, they just couldn't couldn't keep it all together there. What do you think uh, Chip Tarkenton is up to nowadays? Who? <laughs> Chip Tarkenton? It was the sideline reporter. Oh, well, I didn't even know that. Oh, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I don't, uh, his, I don't know. His his LinkedIn page is under construction, so Look I don't these, I don't know where he's at. Look at these Reebok shoes, <laughs> these high tops, these offensive linemen wearing. Have you ever ran around as a as a child of a of a college athletics coach? Have you ever mm-hmm. ran around on AstroTurf like real AstroTurf? Oh, big time, yeah. Yeah, I played one high school football game on AstroTurf, and I thought I was going to die. We practiced on it for like three days, and it was the worst. It felt yeah, like it's basically the. You know, like those thin rugs that w- people would put on, like an unfinished yeah. basement floor. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. basically that. It's the same thing. It's so. <laughs> it's. I remember the first time I stepped on it, I was like, "Wait Flea a flicker. There we go. And that's a touchdown. Oh, that's we a touchdown. <laughs> Burris is like half. There he goes. Yeah, touchdown. Or did he get in? Did he mark him at the one? I might have marked him at the one. I think that's in. Or now he's going back to argue. So this game went from. <laughs> everybody feeling each other out to the uh, let's just get Burris open on a post and that's going to be the end of that. Uh, Saban <laughs> with the flea flicker. How about it? I think he knew, man. Just get the guy – just get this guy in any kind of, like, open air and throw that – and see, he's probably telling Bill Burke, just get the damn ball, like, seven <laughs> yards within his arm range and he's going to run into it. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. Whitley is running as hard as he can. And <laughs> he, has no, he has no chance. And it almost looked like Burris was gliding. I mean, that's what that's what's so great about these players that you see. You know, you watch guys like, you know, a Burris when he's in college, or Woods, you know, Charles Woodson when he's in college. Guys like this that were so talented, 
Yeah. And you watch other guys around them who were also good football players yeah. just look like children. You're <laughs> just like, it's crazy uh, to, to see that sort of thing come out. Uh, but, you know, it happens. What time was this kickoff? Do we know? That's well, it's light out, so probably noon, 3.30. Might have been got, a 3.30 back got in the, the day. Got the students in the front row with the togas on. Got ABC. Very nice. Yep. The togas, Very yeah. Nice. That would have been this time. <laughs> this, this time. A lot of kegs probably being uh, yeah, chilled. That, chilled. Was my, that was my question, was, was how, how frothy was Spartan Stadium? Well, we should have got uh, we should have got Joe Rexroad on here. He's probably like in the front row. Or no, Joe would have been covering the team. <laughs> He's been upstairs. He wasn't a student. Joe's older than that. What am I thinking? Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to see the uh, ads on the scoreboard. I was just old I'm, something. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any like cigarette ads. Do people do those in college stadiums? They might have. I thought I saw. I thought I saw a Bud Light ad up there, but I don't know if that might have been wrong. I almost wish we had the co- right now. Plaxico has three catches for 106 yards. By the way, first, I, first I quarter's do, not over. Yeah. I, I do wish that we had the uh, the commercials that was were running with this game. Yes, that that's kind of the one bummer. <laughs> that's what it was. Burris had as many tackles on special teams as he did touchdowns. He, you, you, yeah, you just saw him on the kickoff team. He's running yeah. down goddamn kickoffs. <laughs> like Saban still does that, by the way. Like when we, uh, when I was at, um, oh yeah, Austin and I were at the Citrus Bowl for Michigan, Alabama there this year. Right. And he's got, and Michigan popped a punt return, or it looked like they were going to. And then Henry Ruggs, that kid who got drafted, like the kid that you wanted the Eagles to draft, yeah, chases down, just ends the punt return in like a blink. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is Henry Ruggs doing on the punt return team? And the guy who covers Ella, or Aaron Suttles who covers Alabama is like, yeah, all the great – he puts everybody on these special teams. I'm like, Alabama is just this ridiculous machine that Man nobody is. else can match. Yeah, it's crazy. He still does it. Well, it helps when there's just a five-star behind the five-star. Yeah, everywhere. You know? So everywhere. if that dude goes down, there's, a, there's another one. Yep. Still Tom Brady time. There they got one going. So Michigan State's defense, pretty, pretty good here so far. Because this is an offense that has some stuff. Yes, despite got... Brady's poison confidence. Yeah, despite, despite <laughs> Brady's poison confidence and accuracy, all the things that uh, you know are intangible. Oh, here we go. Florida oh. State-Miami was this day. What are we? got some nice highlights. Oh, baby. I'll bet you that Florida State – I'll bet you my paycheck that Florida State-Miami game had a fight at midfield before it started. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, those, when yeah. they would all, like, get around midfield and be like, the refs would be like, all right, everybody just back off, back off. Reggie Wayne, yeah, Mike Smith. Yeah. <laughs> we got a handoff for the fullback there. That's not going to work. Uh, just, just to rev your engine. This is, like, this is soft core stuff to you, isn't it? I mean. You're not big on the fullback, I'm not big on the. I'm not big on the. Uh, you just want to see offensive lines. Just I mean, moving, I, I, like to see all, I like to see an athletic offensive line. And these are athletic offensive linemen, don't yeah. get me wrong. But the hammering, the hammering into, you know, hammering meat, as they say, or grinded meat, sometimes can get a little, I don't know. It's, uh, you got to be a little smarter sometimes than just, let's just see if we can knock all 11 players to the ground and run over top of their right. court, you know. But this is also I, the guy. I'm still, like, I'm waiting now. for the th- – like, I'm waiting to see a throw that makes me say, like, oh, shit, that's Tom Brady, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean – the one game I remember the most about him for Michigan was the um, Orange Bowl this year. This it was that mm-hmm. season. It was the last one they played Alabama, and he was outstanding. I mean, he was. I don't remember as a kid watching Tom Brady 
better than that. Like, I feel like his best game that he, I mean, I know it was statistically the best game he ever had was the last one, but surely there are windows into that, right? Like that we'll see at some point here. You would just think, I mean, even, even when you see like college players who are on really bad teams ended up being like great pros. If you go back and watch them, you're like, Oh, there's a good ball. And that's, that's good coverage, but that was a pretty good ball. Yeah. You know, and the thing that, the thing to remember, you know, we joked about it, but like the whole, like, you know, he's confident or whatever was the, his strength. The Michigan State guys knew that. There was a, there's a quote from, I think it was, I had it written, written down somewhere. It was either Ronaldo Hill or somebody else. Um, after the game, who said, when we saw Henson come out and start the third quarter, it was time to go. They were like, it was time to go eat. Because when Brady was off the field, they were like, we can go get the ball now. Because they knew Brady was, you know, this guy who's not going to turn it over necessarily. He's not going to, you know, get them into any dangerous situations. So they knew, you know, they knew the deal. Of course, he was a senior too. These are some truly amazing quotes. And I don't know if like – you just don't see this anymore. It's probably because of social media that guys yeah. know that if they say one thing, it's going to be quote tweeted within, oh God. within 30 freaking seconds by someone who puts no context on it and just makes them look like an asshole so that they can yeah. get retweets. I'm not going to name any names, but this happened. <laughs> um, so here's a quote from Amp Campbell. Amp Campbell, yeah. That's on, who on, said the other one. On Henson. This is, this yeah. is via a, a John Neo story, the great John yeah. Neo. Uh, quote, this is incredible. Drew's going to be a good quarterback, but right now I don't think he should have been in that situation. He goes on to say, I'm not the coach over there, but I was surprised to see him in there to start the third quarter. I was glad to see him start the third quarter, though. When I saw him, I said, okay, it's time to go call some turnovers. It's time to go get it, guys. Let's go win the game. They got the kid in. Like, I'm Brady's on the bench. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great I mean, stuff. That and he's just, not even – like, I don't, I don't know. You'd have to ask, like, what did he say it like? But that doesn't sound like shade to me. That sounds like reality. It so- sounds you know like reality. I mean? That I sounds just, like reality. And a lot of times those quotes, like you're right, they get framed as like, oh, so-and-so's throwing shade. And it's like, <laughs> no, that's, that's just how this shit works. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's how, that's how the game works. So, you know, sometimes that's all it is. We, uh, we just had a sighting of the legendary Vic Hobson. Yeah, yeah. Your guy. <laughs> one of right. the one of the coolest looking football players from the '90s in any college NFL, whatever, and he played I, in the NFL for a while. Too. I love I love the single digit linebackers. Oh yeah. Well, you know now they've changed the rules, so now you can have a number zero. I saw uh, that, and they've eliminated you can't have more than two people with the same number because all the kids that come out now want single digit numbers. Oh, Every I also kid. I also like that because when I would cover goddamn football with you and we'd be <laughs> in the press box and I'd be, you know, live blogging on M Live or whatever nonsense I had to do. There's and eight number threes. Right. There'd be a, a special teams play and I'm like looking through rosters. Like I have no idea what's going on and you're just sitting there doing whatever the hell you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All this the single digits are the rage uh, all the rage now. Uh, they probably were back then too. All Hobson needed was the uh the black socks. With the sh- black shoes, with Mr. The wear the black, yeah, black with the black visor, visor. yeah, would have been perfect. Nothing better than the black because he's got those, he's got those, uh, the black rubber arm ba- elbow mm-hmm. pads that I used to think were just awesome. Uh, so this would have been, you know, high school football era me at this point, right? So you're just copying what these guys look like every, as much as you can. What was you, what were what accoutrements were you going with, Nick? We we weren't allowed to wear uh, the bandanas. So like Dion, oh. Dion at the time wore the bandanas, right? And so we all were like, 
we would show up to practice like in August with the bandanas and they'd be like, get that shit off of your head. And I, you know, and I was like, I still don't know why they would let us do it, but like we would always try to get the bandanas on. Oh man. I, guys would cut um, like the sleeve of a t-shirt off, right? right? Put that on your head. For sure. We saw, we saw a lot of that. A lot of elbow pads. Gloves were just starting to become a thing. Okay. At this point in time, because you okay. see a lot of these guys wearing the Nike not these gloves. Not, not not these fancy gloves that you put them together and make a no, no make some shit, secret no, secret no. message for somebody think, or something. I think at one point, <laughs> if I ever wore gloves on a football field, they were like batting gloves from Little League or something like that from like from like you know baseball. I don't think they were anything special, but yeah, they started to come out with some cool stuff. I never had a visor; that would have been that would have been a bit much. Wearing the uh, shit. What were the what was, was that brand of uh, baseball uh, batting gloves that I'm thinking of? Start with a D. Oh, Don Don Russ was the that's the baseball cards. cards. There was uh, Franklin with the ones that I Franklin. Was. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. You just out there wearing Franklin's playing offensive line. I mean, I assume Franklin is like the Meyer or Walmart brand <laughs> of like of like apparel. So that's, that's what I had. The uh, Target, whatever it was. This would have also been only what five or six years after the program came out, and there was some big time bandana action in uh, the program. Oh yeah, yep, yep. The program was right around this time. Yeah, uh, that was influential. Look, that's there. <laughs> that was one uh, we probably weren't allowed to watch. Didn't one of the didn't a couple of the guys from the uh, athletic guys rewatch they the did. program together? I think Andy Staples did a podcast on it. Um, either the program or Varsity Blues, or both. It might have been both. It's pretty good. Yeah. Varsity Blues would have been also around this time, not too far off from 99. Would have been – I was in high school. I remember I remember we had a road football game somewhere where we had to take a bus, like a big bus, you know, mm-hmm. like w- with the TVs on it. So we're, it was like a th- three or four-hour ride or something. And they let us watch movies, and we tried to watch Varsity Blues, and they were like, no, you're not watching that. <laughs> so it did exist around this time. We're in there. <laughs> So Michigan can't get anything going here. Still, uh, so in this situation, right? Okay, Brady's not. You know, it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. You're getting to the end of the first quarter here, and this thing is not. You know, you're not. You're not doing anything against Michigan State's defense. And I think right. Lloyd actually said after the game, "I thought at least Henson can run. So maybe if mm-hmm. we can get him out running, maybe that'll help us because they are not moving the ball at all. And Michigan State has already decided every time we get it, we're throwing it to to." Uh, number four and right. good luck. And I think, you know, Lloyd probably knows that. And that might be, so in this situation, it's fair. I don't know. I don't want to get too complicated or down the rabbit hole with it, but it's like, I mean, it's, that's why you look at these things and you're like, these are challenging, uh, challenging yeah. things. We, college coaches now deal with it a lot more than they did back then. Cause back then you could just tell the kid like, Hey, Tom Brady, I don't care how good you are. Sit down and right. shut up and wait until you're a, now, if if I were if I were spitting some takes in the uh, Freep or the News or the <laughs> Ann Arbor News at this time, my thought would be you'd have been on page eighty-seven B or whatever. Uh, those, things, <laughs> news, those newspapers were so big back in the day, man. My God, they were amazing. I, I thought amazing. you meant because no one wants to read my football. Oh, no, takes, they, but, we wouldn't be able to get to it. Yeah, um, that too. My, my my thinking would be. Hey, it's got to be kind of hard to get in a rhythm when you're thinking every pass you make, like I better get this done because yeah, I'm going to yeah. get taken out in a minute and a half, and you right. know, just constantly yeah. in the back of your mind that you're on this clock, this imaginary clock, basically. It's right. just insane to me. So yeah. if if 
Say Brady had it going in the middle of a series and it yeah. and the the quarter ended. Would they still I, put in Henson? No, I would think they would probably let that let that series keep going. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of it, I don't think it was that rigid. I think a lot of it was on field, but I think they tried to do it with a um you know, I'm not I don't know all the details of it, but right. it seemed like in the early part of the season it was you know, they tried to keep that thing as uniform as possible to and then they would make a decision at some point maybe down the road, but you know, Henson's too talented to sit on the bench and you're if you're Michigan, you know that Tom Brady's leaving after this year as a senior. Mm-hmm. And Henson can go play baseball at any point because he's a you know, he's this amazing baseball player, which he does after right. started the next season or started most of the next season, uh, and then went and played baseball. So it's like, what do you do? Right. And it's almost like in some ways you're like, should you even have taken <laughs> should you even have taken him? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you have to take him, right? He's too good, but yeah, weird situation. Certainly nothing they dealt with before. I mean, I think it was certainly something that was new, uh, yeah. you could tell, for the coaching staff. And you, So right now, there's a 109 left in the first quarter. Michigan State's up 7 nothing. Michigan's really got nothing going on offense. So yeah. you know the fire breathers in. Put Henson in. Freaking <laughs> out. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it's just screaming, put Henson in the game. That's was all, there, that, that's all there, that they're, yeah. Was there an MGO blog yet? For, for people to vent on the message board or anything? So the internet would have been a thing <laughs> at the, in 99 for sure. But I'm sure there was. We I, should have, I think we should have got, think... got old Nezzy on here. He probably had the internet. <laughs> uh, he probably had the message board scene uh, down, down in 1999. If he wasn't at this game, probably, he probably had it all figured out. But that's yeah, that, it was that's something we need to do on one of these podcasts is like, try to go like find one of those like wet the way back machine type deal and oh, just yeah. try to find like a month's worth of uh-oh, internet uh-oh. message boards from like 1999 yeah and just there read through michigan with the uh tried its own flea flicker there and that it was it didn't go well receiver pass uh and right now spartan field. stadium is foaming at the mouth <laughs> <laughs> just having been there <laughs> to watch a Michigan quarterback get sacked live and what the reaction is like inside Spartan Stadium when that happens. Yeah, there's probably beer pouring out of the aisles, I would think, <laughs> some of these areas. Ready ready to roll would have been probably the mood that morning in, uh, on the banks of the old uh, Red Cedar there. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> this would have been, been also the season, so this fall – Izzo is getting ready to tip off uh, his, oh, his title team. That's right. So for Michigan State, this is like a big What a time, time to be alive, right? Yeah, this is like a big time, you know, point in time. I'm sure hockey was still yeah. pretty good at the time as well. Lloyd is just wearing a giant pair of pleated khakis. Yeah, he's shirting all over the place. These shirts and hats are amazing. <laughs> like at least Saban's fits. Like Lloyd's yeah. is like three sizes too big and it's tucked in. Like it's like <laughs> It's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Saban clearly wants to show off some guns. I mean, yeah, Saban's, like he, he, Saban's been in the weight room. He's fit. Yeah. yeah, he's been working out in the elliptical. Well, I got, <laughs> I gotta say, I can't really. Uh, I, it's hard to blame him for making the old uh, Brady Henson switch under these uh, circumstances. Yeah, just that was a that, that was, was a, a woeful, woeful quarter. Rough quarter. So that's uh, that's the end of the first seven nothing Michigan State. Um, we missed a lot of fireworks there. We want to, we want to fast forward to the fourth. Let me see yeah. how far we can go here. So it's 20 to 10 in the third. So we still got some fireworks left. 
2710, end of the third. All right, we'll pick it up here. 2710, 52 seconds left to go in the third. Don Brady's back in the game. I believe Henson um, had a turnover. Things did not go well in the third quarter. In the third quarter. Um, <laughs> and it, like we said earlier. Do you know what the halftime score was? Uh, I can find that. I don't. But I think it would have been closer than 27. I don't think it was this lopsided at, at halftime. We're doing the sc- we're doing the screen share here, and it's yeah. uh, very interesting to see how you Google. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You can see all this. <laughs> well, I don't know why I went to ESPN. That's weird. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Um, let's see. This is you're on college. No, that's Google. the wrong. That's the wrong thing. I don't know what the thing score was. <laughs> I'm not going to find it. I tried to look for that. I think last week and I couldn't find it. But I don't think it was this bad. Probably so, not. 17 points. I think it was still relatively. I don't think Michigan's offense. David Terrell looks pissed. He was. Yeah, well, he's getting ranting and raving. Worked by Plexico Burris. Although this game's about to get interesting. We're about to have a a fourth quarter here because this game is 27 10, Michigan State entering the fourth, and it ends up 34 31. And uh, it looks like Michigan, someone's about to go for it on fourth and five. Whose ball is it here? Michigan State don't. Michigan. Michigan, Oh, Michigan is. uh, And they get it. That's a big pickup there. So it's Michigan's in the uh, do or die here, entering this, the fourth quarter. This has got to be the start of their momentum. Yeah, and, and Brady's the guy. Brady's back in halftime. Thirteen ten Spartans. Mike says. All right. By the way, for anyone listening who has no idea who this uh, our imaginary friend is, that's uh, that's Mike Zimmerman, our wonderful uh, editor, who uh, keeps this whole thing afloat. And uh, as bad as we can make it, he tries to improve <laughs> it. So I'll. I'll Big shout out to Mike. Brady yeah, in the game, not Brady, looking thrilled. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Brady the rest of the way, I would think. Uh, here we go, fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, and I assume Brady brings them back, and that's probably your final decision on. Okay, he's the quarterback now. Right. Right, and this is week six. This is game six, and so you know it's difficult, right? Because it's like it's one of these things where. I mean, we've just outlined all these reasons why if you're Lloyd Carr, I could, I mean, I can understand why it would be a, a really difficult situation for a head coach. Okay. Like that you've, you've got this highly touted quarterback whose family is probably saying like, we're not coming here to sit the bench, right? Like, I mean, we're, sure. we want to play cause you can go anywhere you want. He wants to come here, but you know, and it's just this awkward situation, but you can also see it from Tom Brady's point of view where it's like, he's a captain. He was voted a captain and it took him until the end, a loss in week six. There's a great, there's a great throw. You missed that when you weren't watching. I got my lawnmower guy texting me. I bought a lawnmower yesterday. Also so did I. Mine just died. Really? Did you like go to a store and buy it, or did you no, get it? No, I, I bought it online because I went outside yesterday and tried to mow the lawn. I got two strips down the yard. And it died, and I was like, all right, well, I'm retiring from lawn mowing forever. And then I was told, no, you're not. So we bought a new lawnmower. <laughs> I got one off a guy who owns his uh, own lawn service. And I bought one of his old ones. Here you go. Here's a good Brady throw. Check this one. <laughs> Start of the fourth. You got to get him on the fullback wheel there. Right in the hands. All right. That's a hell of a throw. Yep. Perfect. And he's and that's a 35-yard gain to a fullback. And that, Aaron Shays, that looked Aaron like Shays Brady. An NFL, yeah. And that's an NFL player. I mean, Aaron Shea is really good. But, like, that's that's perfect. That's him. You know, you can see his feet just not moving, standing straight up in the pocket. He knows exactly where he's going with the ball. He's not freaking out. I mean, that is – that is perfect. Yeah. No chance if you're, if you're on defense there. 
changes the game too. I mean, because you're, you're down 17, now you're first and goal with a Hall of Fame guard and a first round uh, left tackle. <laughs> so it's time to time to put one in here. I would think you got the two fullbacks in the backfield. Here they go. Yeah, that's a touchdown. Michigan did not get stuffed at the line much back in the day. Here, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine. Oh, yeah, touchdown. There you go. So now you got a ball game. There you go. There's a little pocket of Michigan fans there at uh yeah. at Spartan Stadium. Oh, Lloyd just looks Lloyd looks like he's Oh, there's a young Brady Hoke. Young Brady Hoke, yeah. And now's a good time to plug your story. Yeah, yeah. I talked to Brady. We wrote that last week. <laughs> Brady's doing well. No Mo Hurst out here. I don't know if you saw I got beat uh, to hell by Mo Hurst and Madden recently. I wrote about that. That was fun. I did. I retweeted it this morning. <laughs> I threw seven interceptions in that game. Nick, seven yeah. interceptions. Just kept. Did, just did you kept. run the ball at all? I mean, I tried. It couldn't. He, I'm playing Madden against an NFL football <laughs> player who knows everything about. Like, I so at one point I'm like, Mo, do you need? Do you really need to be like an expert to play an expert in football to play somebody to play Madden? He says, Well, not really. I said, Well, what about to play you? And he's like, Well, <laughs> like, okay. So yeah, there you go. Didn't work out. He was he was just sniffing out what you were running. Oh, yeah, like the, the one interception, the first one that I threw that was terrible, and I already got criticized for my uh, gameplay by Orion <laughs> saying, uh, well, I mean, like before I tried to go no huddle on him, right? And so, and he like figures out what I'm doing before I even do it, so he switches his coverage and just picks it off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, probably closest thing to an actual game that you're going to get there. 27 17. Michigan, Michigan got a little pep in its step here now. Or do they miss this field, this extra point? Nope. Oh, should have dove. Kicker should have dove. Didn't do it. Yeah. Stepped, oh, we got oh! The, the kicker stepping on somebody's leg. Okay. Del, uh, Del Vern. Del Vern. Yep, Del All Vern. right. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Very controversial. A little spice in here. I bet that made old uh, Wojo's column the it next probably, day. It probably didn't. Like in, in, in today, in today's world, it would, right? And that make everybody be like, "Oh, the fans! Whoa, did you see that guy step on that guy?" We were uh, we touched on it earlier, but like going through and reading the columns and stuff from this era. Yeah, yeah. just I mean, it is a it's a we, time machine, man. We had Drew the <laughs> Drew. <laughs> The great Drew Sharp, who both Brendan and I, uh, we both love Drew. And, and, and like, uh, he's still a guy that I think about all the time with, with all this stuff, like everything that comes out or what would Drew say about this or that. But he had, he had a column like this week after the Peter Warwick thing that was like, uh, Michigan should also, be, should also be in contention for like the college football arrest national title or something like that. He wrote something like that. It was crazy. Because yeah. they had a couple uh, off the field problems. Uh, earlier that earlier that year i mean this was back when like i mean newspaper sports columnists it was just a different oh yeah yeah totally different deal a uh, lot of great stuff i mean on all i mean every on all sides i mean the sections were so deep yeah um with people that you know knew what they're doing and, and were really seasoned and everybody worked together and you could tell by the coverage that everybody worked together and sure you know, they put those special sections out you know for the games and stuff and it was also really cool. three really cool. times the amount of people working. That's what I mean. It was like they, were so, they had so many people um, that could do this and that could help, and it just the coverage was, was great. I mean, there was not a thing that you wouldn't have wanted to know about this game if you followed either of those two 
you know, newspapers that week going into it. But it was especially even just like the style of column writing. And yeah. I mean, like, like you're a football columnist where you won't pull any punches and you'll say, you know, exactly what it is. Right. And you're going to break it down and all that. But like back then, man, if you weren't just throwing like, yeah, well, just, just the, the haymaker cheap shot here and there of just like, just burying people. And like, and there was no, you didn't hedge anything either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it was all, all all aboard. I mean, it, it was, was just no, yeah, full thrusters on on pretty much everything uh, you said, and you just never look back. And if you were wrong, you just assume no one's going to forget it, and then you just write something different the next week. Didn't really just matter. Keep going, yeah, right? Just keep you'll going you'll be day. right eventually, and then you can point to that and say you're an expert. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah. nice, great throw there. Bill Is that Burr Burr delivering. Again? No, no, that wasn't Purse. That's uh, Gary Scott, another really good receiver they had at the time, Michigan State. One of those, probably the best throw we've seen, Burke. He's made some good ones. It's probably the best one he made. <clears throat> of course, we only watched the first quarter, but yeah, whatever. I'm sure nothing happened. Still a good throw, ball. Herb Haygood. I remember Herb. He's uh, I talked to Herb Haygood not that long ago. Actually, he is coaching. I think he's starting a program somewhere in Michigan at, at Madonna. I want to say. Oh, I could be wrong on that. Look at so, you with yeah. the alumni updates. Who are you, Jack Ebling? Well, I talked to Herb Haygood for. Um, Charles Rogers, Ed for Charles Rogers passed, oh. and we, we wrote about him. He's a good gotcha. guy. I didn't know if you were just calling random no, no, Spartans no. every afternoon. No. That was a while ago. Oh, did you catch that? Oh, no. That's good coverage. So it's just shot time now for to, to Bert. Go, you, you get a right. touchdown here, and that's gonna be that's gonna be it. Probably, but you know, you're, you need some breathing 10, 10 points with 14 minutes to go against a team this talented as Michigan. It's you need more. Mm-hmm. Probably some uh, pass interference on that one. When uncalled, we'd be in a review for 27 minutes if that were 2020. Yeah. This is also that dangerous point in any uh, big on campus football game that you're leading against a really good team where certain players on the team are looking at the clock and all they see is 1230 left and they yeah. just start thinking about the parties that are going to be on campus <laughs> and the girls and what is going to be happening in about the second that they can get out of that jersey and get out of that building. Um, not saying everyone, yeah. but certainly a few guys happens. are uh, ready, ready to go. With the younger part <laughs> of your team. Yeah, and this – I mean, it's for younger kids, right? It's like – like we just said, 27-17 seems like it's uh, – and you got the ball down the red exactly. zone. It should exactly. be okay here, but, you know, if I, can, if I can get you to pay attention for another 12 minutes, that would be <laughs> greatly appreciated, please. <laughs> like, that's the message there. Probably, in a, probably a few more swear words uh, sprinkled in. There's another Brady Hoke, Floyd Carr shot there. Victor Hobson. Big Hobson. We got the Applebee's game fact. That's probably still happening. Apple, wait a second. This is Applebee's and Chili's are going head to head. When did Applebee's become a thing? When I don't remember when Applebee's became like a thing people went to. I know uh, when I would go to like college basketball games uh, in That's Philly when I was young. Ooh, oh, big, big time big. run there. Jesus. Who was that? That was a hell of a run. Does it look like a fullback or a big running back? It wasn't Duckett. Shoulders were square there, man. Yeah. Number 49. Who wears 40? What running back wears 49? That might 49? have been a big one of the fullbacks. Turn around, bro. 33-17. Now it's going to be harder to keep that attention. for. Getting, uh, get, <laughs> man, Michigan getting run. 
So Michigan scored that touchdown, tried to take some momentum. Michigan State stuffed it right back down at their throat. Yeah, they came right back and scored. No problem. Had the big throw. Burke made that great throw to Gary Scott. Flipped the field. Yeah. And um, now, you're, now you're in two-minute drill the rest of the way for Michigan. So back in Philly, uh, Applebee's sponsored uh, these, like, giveaway things yeah. at like every college basketball game in the city where they would like print their logo on little mini balls. And those were the mini balls that were thrown into the, uh, into the stands, Applebee balls. Oh, there you called. go. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So at that point, Applebee's was still, still, a thing. still rocking and rolling. That's right. I think there was one in the city Ave shopping center around the corner from the house that I grew up in in direct competition with the Olive Garden. <laughs> with the <laughs> Still in direct competition with the Olive Garden, wherever you find your local Applebee's, I'm sure. Jesus. Lindsay just texted me from the app, from the other room and said, Applebee balls, gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's our Chevy trucks, like a rock, something of the game. Oh, just an ad. There we go. Olive Garden, speak of the devil. There you go. <laughs> Olive Garden ad, FedEx, Army Reserve. Yeah, for anyone uh, watching this game who might need some other options. Very good. <laughs> Oh, here we go. We're going to break down a power play. Look at this pull. This Boom. Is go- this is, and this is, go- this is Golick on the breakdown, too. You know, he, he yeah. might have unbuttoned his top button. Uh, that was pretty good. That, that, was a, yeah. that was well blocked and well ran. Look at, look at Anthony Thomas. Look at this. Look at the feet on this guy. He's like 235 pounds, and he's just he's running on his tiptoes. Incredible. I see, oh, remember? Do you remember the game hats? You remember those with the yes. stripes? Yep, with the uh, – they weren't fitted. They had the uh, notches on the back that you could adjust, yeah. adjustable. By the way, can we point out the fact that some of these Michigan State li- uh, linemen just look like uh, 35-year-old truck drivers? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It was the style back then, or that's just what they looked like, one of the two. Or they were 35-year-old yeah, they, truck they drivers. They do look much older than the guys <laughs> that we see today, that's for sure. Maybe it's the mustaches, everyone wearing mustaches back then. Oh, interesting. Michigan coming out, running the ball on first down, mm. down 34-17 in the fourth quarter. That call probably didn't go over well with, uh, <laughs> with the message board, the early stage, what, like Prodigy or whatever those things were back in the day? <laughs> AOL, the AOL chat room was probably fired up. Got to get a little more, uh, well, I guess you got time for probably one semi-moderately paced drive here, but you probably need to pick up the pace a little bit. Of course, if you can't, I don't stop. know. I don't know what Lloyd Carr thinks he has up, up his giant size sleeves, but it would be something. I mean, if you could, <laughs> giant sleeves. <laughs> it's oversized polo shirt that he that he has to wear. Yeah, I don't know. That's like that. They're still thirty four seventeen. That's yeah. You got to move the ball. You got to go faster than this. And I know this is an era where it's like that just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is they're only built to do. You know, so right. many things. Yeah, you're down. That. Five late. rushing yards. They have Oof. five rushing yards in the fourth quarter. And they're still trying to do it. I mean, this is, I don't believe, is it, this isn't like a Michigan State line that's loaded with NFL. Uh, they had very good players on defense. I, I mean, it wasn't as many, like I, the, the draft picks were sprinkled out. Like Julian Peterson was a first round pick. He's a linebacker who was, he played right. the box. They could all tackle and their, de- and their defensive backfield. Like Saban is the legendary that's his thing. Defensive backs, uh, you know, that's who, you know, that's where Mark D'Antonio, who was probably on this staff, 
uh, sort of got his, you know, reputation as a great defensive backs coach. I think it starts with Saban. So Saban's teams are always, they don't miss tackles. Uh, they don't blow assignments. Uh, they don't, you know, when they drop into a zone or something, they don't, they don't float into some other area they're not supposed to be in. They don't try to do somebody mm-hmm. else's job. You know, they're always very, so they had good players, but I mean, the system that they're running is, is just really, really, really good. That's a good throw and a good cut. And another good cut. Was that uh, 85? Marcus Knight? No, Michigan's in business. So there you go. I mean, it's like, you know, they've got Marcus Knight, who was a really good college receiver. David Terrell, who was a first-round pick. And uh, Marquise Walker, who was a terrific college receiver. And Tom Brady is quarterback. <laughs> might, might, uh, might be time to uh, get in shotgun and throw it around a little bit, maybe, I would think. Huh? Down 34-17? Saban's yelling at somebody. Oh, Saban's furious. <laughs> furious. Someone on the other side of that headset is just, oh. just huddled up in the corner in a ball. Oh, the flat's wide open, and then it is not. Some, some swarming green defense there. How these guys – did. These, how these fullbacks caught passes with those shoulder pads is still, like, beyond me. Right. I did uh, – I, I loved these Michigan State jerseys. As a like kid, these? yeah, yeah, with that like that kind of oh the not yeah. script but whatever the hell you would call it that, that like, font that font that they used uh, like block print or whatever it is yeah on yeah. the on the front and uh, yeah no you're right with, I like with, the, with the Spartan helmets yeah not a fan of the white Michigan jerseys at all this is the old Harbaugh changed it to all white when he got here but they used to always be the white and then the gold or the maize pants yeah. Yeah, I lo- love the uh, the blue jerseys. Yeah, pants. yeah, with the helmet. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah, these white jerseys with the M on the side. Maybe those are a little too much from Nike there. But these are yeah, these are the Reebok Michigan States. So yeah, those are pretty sharp. Michigan State changes it too much. They always there's always something going on. Yeah, they always change it. I don't. I don't know. And sometimes that's like Nike and whoever making you do it. You don't have a choice. Right. There's Hanson over there with the Colton neon. Yeah, yeah. We didn't see any Drew Henson snaps. Are you uh, disappointed um, in that? I think we're. I think. I think I'll live. Be, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be a Brady show the rest of the way here. I, I, uh, I have a tea. I have a tea time in about two hours from now. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be standing over the ball saying, "God damn, I didn't get to see Drew Henson throw." There's a touchdown. There's a touchdown. David Terrell getting some uh, some payoff for a long day of ten point game. Getting, getting fed a shit sandwich by Plexiglas. So there's, so there's Lloyd Carr 21 years ago pointing at me saying, why don't you shut your mouth about telling me to go faster, you idiot. Ten-point game, and it didn't take more than two minutes, two and a half off the clock. There you go. That works. Yeah, this is just one of those. A lot of good players on these. That, that, that did resemble a Brady. Yeah, that was a great throw. Just the whole drive, yeah. even. The, all the swing passes you can see on those little passes to the flat. All that, all that shit he's done in New England for 20 years. There's this pump, and he, he burns the guy and just drops her in the bucket. That's a perfect throw. You know how many times I've seen a college quarterback overthrow that? Fuck that up? Sure. You know, I mean, just thinking too much or pushing it or undershooting. What is, what is this right commercial? It's supposed to be. We got a commercial. <laughs> oh, Tom Jackson tackling people in a college courtyard. <laughs> In his full, in his full Broncos, Broncos uniform. <laughs> while wearing khakis, apparently. Yeah. Oh my NFL primetime. Oh, Bristol Bris- University. Bristol University. Now, so oh, a, sports center. 
Stuart Scott, Scott rest in yep. peace, yep. wearing a sweater vest. With the Cowboys oh, cheerleaders. Cowboys cheerleaders, is that a guy? Oh, it's a Monday Night Countdown. Presented by Wrangler. Yep. <laughs> oh, this was the uh, – so this is 1999. So this is when they were doing the, the best athletes of the century. Remember this? Oh, uh, yeah. Sports century, whatever. That's right. That's right. And actually, so speaking of, I'm going to use this to plug my thing. Look, any loyal readers to this podcast, I have a story running Friday that's mm-hmm. on Joe Lewis and Babe Dietrichson Zaharias. Yeah. I don't care if you don't give a shit. But I need people to click and read on this this story. <laughs> All right? Because it took an obscene amount of time. <laughs> and so if you support this podcast, go find that story. Uh, and just, just yeah, look at it. it's a good companion to our time period here. <laughs> as both of those people, I think, were on that Sports Century list, like toward uh, the top. I would, yeah, they were both in the top 10. Top sure. 10, I, I would assume, yeah. I'm, I'm loving. I love the old scores too to see oh, the teams God. that were relevant yeah. at the time. Syracuse <laughs> ranked 17th in the country. We got, that wouldn't have been uh, McNabb. That wouldn't have been McNabb. Yeah, um, I don't think. Uh, no, you're after. Yeah, McNabb because Michigan played them. Played McNabb. Uh, 98. There you go. So 10 point game. 8-11 left in the fourth quarter. I would say uh, Michigan State is probably feeling pretty good and in the stands people are trying not to vomit because yeah. or worried that they, that this you got to get a stop here everyone right? knows that yeah. feeling because you got to get if they can get a stop right here um quickly you've got you've got something going right but you've got to get a, you've got to get them stopped and i think that this is the point in the game this might be the point in the game where michigan state goes back to burris and it's just like you just guys just it's over <laughs> like it's not gonna work you know mm-hmm. what i mean Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but at some point, I think that that happens again, where it just shows back up, and it's like you just can't do anything with this guy. Let's look at this! Oh my god! Look at these high. Look how big he is. I mean, look at <laughs> that. That's that's David Terrell, the receiver, trying to play corner. I mean, it's just like you can't. They're showing all the highlights of Burris just destroying people on stock blocks. No hope, right? Look at how big he is. I mean, half of it is blocking, and the other half is just basically yeah. Bitch slapping guys in the side of the head, so for lack nine, of a better term. Nine catches for 240 and a touchdown here at this point. 26.7 yards a catch. Yeah, and has put multiple cornerbacks into a body bag. Yeah, including a receiver who is trying to play both ways <laughs> because they have no one that can stop him. I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> David Thrill said, this is not what I was signing up for when I agreed to that yeah. scholarship. You making me cover an NFL yeah, wide right. receiver. My God. Just a beast. You like those helmets too? The Michigan State helmets with the uh, – you prefer the Spartan. S or the Spartan logo? I prefer the Spartan logo. Yeah, that's probably better. What, what do you prefer? Yeah, probably that, I would think. Yeah, I just – I feel like the uh... – Yeah, that makes more sense. I mean, I think I remember the S when I was – when I you watch Michigan State if you were younger, but the Spartans right. been around quite a while. Like other schools use the S, they do. Like the yep. Spartan head logo, other than San Jose State, but I don't think anyone really gives a shit. Right. Like the Spartan head is Michigan State. That's their thing. You know. Yeah, d- different. Look at that but, Reebok. Reebok on the old scoreboard. <laughs> nice. Oh God. Oh man, that scoreboard. No has video been retired. board either. No video board. No. We are still quite a ways away 
from seeing a video board and of, of, you know, whatever of quality, I should say. Yeah. Cause those old ones back in the, in that time period, you couldn't see them if you wanted to, if you were sitting somewhere in up high, couldn't, they were too pixelated. My video is dragging a little bit. Is yours okay? Yeah, it's getting a little choppier though. Okay. Are you are you uh, chopping out here? A little bit. I think it's the. Uh, I think we might be catching up. It's it probably my my house internet. It might be mine. Oh, Drew Brees, highlight of Drew Brees. Uh, Just flipped Purdue. Over three guys. That's right. Uh, Michigan Michigan played Purdue in the previous week to this game and uh, shut Drew Brees down. So that was the, uh, one of the storylines coming into this was, well, they just stopped Drew Brees. They should be able to maybe hang with Burris. Yeah. Uh, not so much. It's always so funny covering uh, basketball games at Purdue. Cause you have to park in this back yeah. parking lot <laughs> and you're like in the football stadium kind of where you park right. for games. And then you come out and I don't know if you've been there recently, Nick, but like you come out into this one, little pavilion where the uh the big statue is of the dude like hammering the thing yeah. i don't know it's yeah, i know where it's at uh but next to it is the new purdue football building and it's this huge glass windows that go i mean these have to be three or four story windows oh i haven't seen that then no, yeah okay. and you yeah. see like you see into this like pavilion that is wow. the, their football thing and in massive letters, just says the Drew Brees football center. Oh, damn just, right. There you go. You, yeah, you just <laughs> see it. You're like, I forget that Drew Brees played football at Purdue because I forgot every time. football existed. <laughs> right. Every time. Every time. <laughs> I remember Kyle Orton played for Purdue, but for whatever reason, every time I see a Drew Brees Purdue clip, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was really good at Purdue. Yeah. I don't know why. It's a weird thing. And then you go back and you read, like, you ever read, like, Tim Layden's stuff on Drew Brees? He was like when he was Tim, in college. Yeah, Tim Layden was like randomly just like embedded himself with Drew Brees for like the last year of his college. Well, I do remember that they were so the Joe Tiller offense and they're just throwing the ball all over the place and no one mm-hmm. had seen it in the Big Ten like ever. Mm. And yeah, that's probably really good stuff. Yeah. All right. Oh, Showtime, Showtime commercial. Iron Mike. <laughs> what do we got here? We got a Tyson fight they're promoting. Would this have been around the time where Tyson was back in boxing, like after he went to jail? It's like multiple suspension. What year did he bite Holyfield? This would have been a couple years later, probably. Well, that last ad was Tyson Returns, live on Showtime. So oh, maybe that against Orlin Norris Jr., who is some guy who we never heard of, who no. surely I'm going to find out. You, you talk for a second. I'm going to find out what happened in that fight. And we've also got Tyson in like 20 years later telling everybody that he's going to come back and box again. Well, I've seen this Amazing. recently. Also an ad for the TV show Snoops. Never heard of that. <laughs> the Practice. Uh, have heard of that. Remember that show? I don't think I watched it. Who is it was that? His, it was that? his long-anticipated return Snoops. to boxing. Mike Tyson? That was against Pete McNeely. After a year and right? a half long layoff, Mike Tyson made his long anticipated return to boxing on January 16th, 1999. Oh, well, that would have been earlier that year. Yeah. So this maybe, maybe that was his second fight. October? Yes. That would I don't appear know. that way. I don't know how often guys were fighting back then. I remember that being a big deal when he, when he was boxing again. Oh, yeah. And then Holyfield just beat the shit out of him like <laughs> two, or, two or three times, and that was the end of that. 
Oh, this was the late hit. Remember that? Late hit. It was declared Tyson. a no, it was declared a no contest. Tyson hit a guy after the bell or something? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh how much money would you what's the old question? How much money would it take for you to take a uppercut from nineteen ninety nine, Mike Tyson? As hard as he could. I mean it's a move. <laughs> You can't spend it because you're you're dead. You're gonna be a a vegetable for the rest of your life. Michigan's got problems here. Trying to return the kickoff from the end zone. Was that a punt? Yeah, might have been returning a punt from the end zone, and they got it up to the two. So not not what you want there. Punter's running around like you just hit a walk off home run. So ball fielded at the one, and then he takes. Is that a touchback? No, I, I think he. It, it looked like he caught it at the one, and his momentum took him into the end zone, so he had to take it out. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be marked down at like the two. So Michigan's down ten, got to go ninety-eight yards, about four minutes to go. So I think those kegs can be uh, tapped here if they haven't already been. <laughs> yeah. The the eighth keg of the day can be tapped. The cool kids aren't even there. We no, know. that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They are somewhere else entirely. We get a Tom Brady uh, two-minute drill here, maybe a four-minute drill. I mean, just like that's the thing that I when I watch football from this era, the because you watch it now and there's just so much urgency, right? Like everybody's right. moving at this like breakneck pace, and everything, even even in this situation where they are trying to go without a huddle. It's just taken forever, and the well, clock. You also have to remember they don't have the the helmet. No, you can't. So the technology is different. Right. The signaling is different. It's just another one of these things where it's like you just they just weren't ready, or they just hadn't. You know, it was something that hadn't really been introduced enough, I suppose, in the game. And you you look back on it now, and you're like, this was not that long ago, and it just looks like everything's taking forever. No replay to stop the clock, too. Mike says, yeah, good point. Right. That's true. Half of these plays would freaking be replayed. Yep. Just for shits and gigs, I think. Yeah. And the one thing I noticed, and I haven't seen as much of it in this game, but when we watched the Lions-Cowboys game from 91, um, the the late hits and the target, like what would be called targeting now, and the hits to the head, oh, my God, in the NFL in the early 90s there. I'm not sure if it was still the same. Right. If it was that way. By the end of the decade, maybe it was better, but I, I haven't seen as many of those in this game as I, I've seen in those NFL games. Oh, there they go. Big play, Brady with a big – Shot down the field. Oh, just slinging it. Yeah, that's a good ball. I mean, that's one-on-one to a guy that's got Walker who can get up in the air and go get it. And that's the stuff where you're like, okay, you know, and it's – it's we just kind of mentioned it, right, where it's like the game is sort of changing at this point in time in the late 90s, and and maybe if you're Michigan, you don't even really realize what you have in Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that might be the way, if you look back on it now – I don't know how it's supposed to look at it. If you say maybe you just didn't fully realize that you could have built an offense around, you could have built something around him. I think you know what I mean. Not that the, I not would the, think so. Not that their offense was bad because I mean you've got Steve Hutchinson and Backus and these guys up front and they're just mm-hmm. hammering people. But you know there's more in there, and I think this is right around the time where you start to see Michigan maybe open it up a little bit more. But it certainly could have been opened up probably more than this. The funny thing about watching Brady at this time is that his face looks exactly the same. 
He's got like a weird mannequin face that is just somehow unchanged for twenty years. Got that square jaw. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's just not—he's just not aging. No, no. I think that's his like. Doesn't he have like a science book now about how what he what he does to himself to keep himself young or something like that? I mean, I know I look worse. Oh God, every day. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Well, on my end anyway. Yours too. Oh. 1999. Yeah, when, when I uh, when I saw uh, Rosenberg yesterday from yep. like a hundred yards away, I'm like, I yelled, "Hey, Mike!" And he looks at me, and he just kind of stop, stops He's and like, stares. Who the hell, who the hell is and this? I, and I have to yell, "It's Brendan. I have a beard now." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michigan going for it on fourth and three at its own thirty. Or, yeah, yeah, got it. First down. Three eleven to go. Michigan's down ten. They're going to get in the end zone here to make this interesting. By the way, Brady now just throwing darts. He's throwing like 15 straight completions. Yeah, and so that's like the, you know, you know, that's, I mean, this is a game where they couldn't run the ball, so they had to sort of lean on him. And whenever Michigan in this era ran into something where they could not run the ball, it, it was over. They, I mean, the quarterback right. would end up, I mean, Brady had some games like this where he put up decent size, decent numbers, but it was always in catch up because, you know, they, if they couldn't run the ball, they were not going to go to the to the air in a way in a timelier manner, I should say. Right. This wasn't going to happen. Right. And that's sort of you know kind of what you get here. Whereas Michigan State in this game, I would say, is probably you know they know their best option is we got to go to Burris, so mm-hmm. we've got to be in the air as much as we can be. And in the late '90s, it's still a time where like you know throwing the ball, uh, maybe we maybe we should be you know is is looked at as a risk. More yeah. of a risk, right? Yeah. Oh, he took a shot there. Sure did. Blindside action. Yeah, everybody looks bigger, but it's also the pads, maybe. But I don't know. Everyone's just huge. <laughs> you got Aaron Shea here. Just how fast is this guy at two hundred, or how big he is? Big I mean, dude. I think some of it. I think is the padding. It is. Yeah, their shoulder pads are massive. Gonna bring those I mean, back. Like, I feel like all the pads are massive. <laughs> yeah, like the leg pads, even, yeah. even the thigh pads are like <laughs> right. They look like maybe they should be that way, right? Like, it's just, like you're getting hit by like another person running as fast as I can. I don't know. I mean, they've got like like rolled up welcome mats stuffed down their pants. As well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got the Sunday free press on there. Yeah, right? exactly. There you go. <laughs> In their, in their thigh pad pockets. <laughs> the Sunday Free Press slash Detroit News, because I keep finding them on newspapers.com combined together. And yeah, we, like, have to get, we have to get to the bottom of that. And they're like 500 pages. They're so big. Yeah. There's so much stuff in them. Ads and everything else, too, of course. But just crazy. Unlike The Athletic, ad-free still. Ad-free. So subscribe today. Yes. <laughs> And support our sponsors that we do have on the old podcast, of course. Lawnmower, fo- or the uh, Manscapes. I don't know if we have an ad this week, but... Yeah, also buy a lawnmower yeah. off my a lawnmower. lawnmower. <laughs> yep. There's a touchdown from yep. Michigan. Aaron Shea back in the end zone. So 247, that's enough time. That's enough time for Saban to freak out and scream at nowadays, nowadays, it would be plenty of time for like two yeah. or three touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know how much how many timeouts they've got, but certainly... Certainly enough time. I mean, you're only a field. It's only a field goal here, so you're still. 
it is amazing the the small evolutions that had to be taken in the on-screen graphic. Yeah. Like at this point no one thought like there is a there is a live on-screen graphic. Nobody thought yet to put the timeout count on it. Though. Right. Yeah. It's not there. I was just going to say I don't know how many timeouts they have because we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not there. <laughs> There's, like, no information about the play yeah. clock ever. At some point around, like, 2001, someone in, like, an ABC meeting was like, Eureka, let's put the timeouts on the, on the scoreboard. Oh, there's Jamie Morris. We're not far behind. <laughs> we're not too far behind the years where they were just shooting the clock live. Right. Where the scoreboard that you saw at home was some guy with his camera pointed at the scoreboard of the stadium yep. for the whole game. Yeah, that's not that like it was shaking. That's know? not that long before. Yeah, after a big play, the thing would just be like totally off the rails. You the couldn't clock, even see it. The clock would blur. <laughs> right. Because the crowd of the arena the stadium's shaking. What is this what, graphic? I don't know what this graphic is. <laughs> you got a got a glitch in the system here. Golik was writing with his poor penmanship, but now that's gone. This would have been probably early bottom line era. That's right. Too, right? This that's is right. ABC game, but I think ESPN somewhere in the mid yeah. late nineties came out with that. Didn't ESPN two start the bottom line? Maybe. Well, going onside kick, so they must not have had any timeouts. Yeah, this is amazing. We're watching this and have zero. I mean, obviously Golik and whoever the yeah. hell the play by play guy was. Yeah, because you're not have you're said not, how many timeouts they have, but we're clueless right now. Yeah, you're not gonna onside that there if you have two forty four and a chance to stop the clock. Well, they have one left, so, yeah. No, two, should, well, they had two left. Two. Ah, that's right on the line there. That's a tough call. I don't know. Is that enough time? What was the play clock back then? I can't remember. But, of course, Burris catches the onside kick and uh, <laughs> <laughs> fitting end. Uh, although I think they still got – you could still technically get a stop here. I would uh, just give the ball to TJ Duckett. Just tell him to run oh, straight ahead. Oh, there you go. To, uh, 36, not TJ Duckett. Is that uh, Little John Flowers? Was he been around this time? I don't know if he was or not. Is this is this the final score? This is the final score. So, yeah. 34-31. Got... All right, so they're just going to run out the clock here. So, what were your – what we can start breaking this down uh, as the game yeah. kind of winds away. What, what are – you have any takes, Nick? What was, What is your column – the most fascinating thing to me the about this day. game, there's two things from two different perspectives. One is that, um, shit, sorry, I don't know what I just did. You're right. Uh, why am I not? Okay, I've screwed everything up here. <laughs> My take would be it's the it's the Henson Brady thing on the Michigan side where you're just mm-hmm. like, you know, what. What is that? That's like that's still one of the things that you're just yeah. like, that's one of the more fascinating crazy crazy things in that era where you're just like it's a it's a wild why scene. right and it's really yeah and it's like you know and Tom Brady's a guy who who had been a pretty good player obviously uh you know we talked about all the 27 and 3 how something guy who's Sergeant Slaughter over there uh, on the know. Michigan State sideline Jesus how something <laughs> never changed but really my big my big takeaway <laughs> If I had a time machine, I'd go back. I would say to everybody, savor the flavor on this one. Yeah. Number, th- number three versus number 11. Um, there's NFL players all over the damn place. We don't, we, I mean, I don't know at the time. I'm sure you know, the folks that were covering the teams at the time probably had a better indication of 
you know, was Saban out the door already at this point in 99? Was it, you know, was, was he not long for staying? Uh, right. Or was that something where maybe they still thought, okay, well, or, or maybe they were like, well, you know, maybe is this around the time where like, maybe that's something we want to have him come back and mm-hmm. stay long-term. But, you know, that's the other thing is Michigan State was really, really good here. I mean, they, they had right. uh, a really stable and, and solid group of players and he went to LSU and it was within three years they won a national title and he did it with kids that he probably could have recruited to Michigan State. I mean, yeah. you know, at, the, at that time, you know, you could get kids from down south to come up to come up and play. I mean, there's, we saw it when the thing started, Michigan's got Anthony Thomas is from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Michigan state has a couple kids from certainly has some kids from Florida and down there. You could do that. And, you know, when I think about it now, you know, I think about, you know, how good Michigan was at that time. And of course, you know, they did get the one national title out of it and they maybe could have squeaked some more out, but I, I feel like that era doesn't get appreciated probably as much as it should, you know, the right. post, the post couple years. And then for Michigan state, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, and I'm sure there's a lot of Michigan State fans that are screaming at me right now saying, I think about that all the time. But <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> if been, you know, if Saban had, hadn't left, you know, who knows? I mean, who right. the hell knows? College football in 1999 is about to enter an era that it has no idea what, what's about to smack it. Right. With, right. with, you know, different offenses and crazy stuff and everything else and all the advancements we see in football. You in know, the playoff. Yeah. I mean, as technology grows, right, yeah. everything grows. And this is that time you mentioned earlier. Was there a message? Was there an MGO blog in 1999? <laughs> there probably was to some degree somewhere, but it was probably like a you know the bottom basement version of that. But right. you know, within two or three years, my God, it would have been so much different. So everything is about to change here, and that's that's the stuff where we look back at these things and and you just nobody knows at the time, but everything's about to change, and it's the game changes so rapidly, and this is still the tail end of a different era of football. It really right. is not. It's not what we watch today. It's it's there's parts of it, but it's not it's not the same. It does it does seem to me kind of as an out there's Sergeant Slaughter again. It does seem <laughs> to me kind of as a uh, outsider that um, the way before having watched it and I've never watched a 1999 yeah Michigan or Michigan State game right um, like my passing knowledge of this time is like oh isn't it an interesting footnote mm. that Nick Saban coached at Michigan State yeah. And the only thing I hear about this era at Michigan is what they didn't do. It's true. And it's, that's the, right. you know, that's the weird, the weird thing um, that still sort of happens with, with fans in general, where it's just like, you got to be able to appreciate it, you know, when you're in the moment, because we talk to people about that all the damn time yeah. with both yeah. sports, even yeah. with, you know, is so-and-so going to go pro like it's, we just got done watching that Michael Jordan documentary, right? Where he talks about living in the moment, how hard it is, but that's, that's true. I mean, like you see these things all the time and it's like, you know, on this day, if you know, some Michigan state fan, some student or whatever is leaving his section of Spartan stadium thinking we got Nick Saban as our coach. This team is stacked. (laughs) Yeah. And by the way, um, basketball team, pretty damn good. And we're, and we're about to compete for a national title in basketball. (laughs) This is going to be amazing for like 10 years. And, uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't amazing for 10 years, right? Things changed. Right. And so, um, you know, that's, that's the crazy part to look back on these things. They're always just moments in time. They're never, it's never this extended period or era that you think yeah. you look and back then you, And then you come to realize it and appreciate it years later. Yeah. And then you start trying to figure out, okay, what was the special sauce that we had? How can we recreate 
They just had what a really good team at that time. Then, you know, yeah. and then that's when you end up hiring someone who was on the staff or, you know, and sometimes it works out, right? Mark D'Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Mark D'Antonio, was he on the staff or was previously on the staff? Uh, he would either have been previously or still right. – I don't know, 99, he may have gone off to – so, I don't know if he'd gone to Ohio State yet, but I think he was still here. I think he might. But it, but it worked out there, right? D'Antonio yeah, had lineage yeah. to this time, so you bring him back, and what did he yeah. do? He actually re, kind of created it, and it worked. Yeah, Brady Hoke was on this staff, right? Yep, for Lloyd, right? You bring yep. him back. Oh yeah, and and it didn't. Yeah, he was one it's, of their best recruiters. It just didn't. It just didn't. And right. it's one of those things where you look at it and you say, you know, why why was it so good? And it's like it really is season by season it's just like mm-hmm. they had a really good team they had really really good players at the exact right time in the exact right situation and it took off and it's like and it's really hard to do that and I think that that's you know if you're a Michigan fan in this era that probably is something you might look back on if you're older now and say mm-hmm. you know boy maybe I should have appreciated that a little bit more um and if you're a Michigan State fan you know kind of a wild ride yeah and now the clock has is expired Game is final. I believe the students rushed the field. Players are out there, certainly. This was also Michigan State had I, lost like five in a row, I want to say. I thought I read that they took the goalpost. Yeah, they snapped a losing streak. It had been, yeah, they took the goalpost. No, they didn't. They're still up. Maybe well, they got them later. Not yet. I mean, yeah, the maybe game they got just them later. ended. <laughs> they got them later, yeah. Yeah, this would have been right around that time. This was probably a big weight off, right? Weight off the shoulders. Yeah. Got them finally. Because I think Michigan, some quotes that week were, um, I think I read one from like a Rob Renus who would have been a senior saying that, you know, um, you win this game and you can say you beat them four straight years. You never lost to them. Yep. That kind of thing. So, All right. All right. Pretty cool. I have no idea if that worked, if people are going to either. enjoy listening to it. If you did, be sure to tell us and maybe we'll do like a basketball game or something. Yeah. Yeah. God knows we have fuck all to do so any other game or <laughs> suggestion or or if it's even a time period right i mean right. i had fun going back just reading uh reading some of the stuff that, that yeah. folks wrote around the time so even if it's something i would say you know even if there's just a time period um of one of these teams that you want us to go back and look at you know football or basketball michigan or michigan state one game one week one point in time mm-hmm. you know i think we can do that i think we can go back and find some stuff and um sort of talk about the things that were going on and so yeah. remember that. Remember Let's those things. Tweet at us or uh, my DM. I don't know if your DMs are open. My yeah, DMs they're open. open. If you yep. want to do that, um, if you have a suggestion or something to to try. Um, but hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Nick, do you have anything else? All good, man. Send us All out, right. my man. Uh, well, we appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Athletic. Be sure to support all of our sponsors. Uh, and maybe tonight, grab yourself a takeout meal from the local restaurant that you would like to support and uh, take care of yourselves and each other.